When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fanfiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. Yike. Here we go. A 14 for Arete. 11 for Annie. And two for Alex. Four for Rolf. Arete, you are up first. Two wretched heretics and two wretched goons appear on Athena's corner of the room. I am immediately going to head for the heretics. And I am going to draw Lavoie and my other short sword. And I am going to attempt two weapon fighting to attack both of them. So my first attack roll is a 19. Okay, that hits. And as I sink the blade into the first heretic, I call to Ares, Ares, aid me. 13 damage. You seem to have wounded it pretty badly. It goes, ah, ah. I do my second attack with my two weapon fighting on the other wretched heretic. Does a 20 hit? Uh, 20 hits. And that does 12 damage. You've got both of them pretty badly wounded. How many heretics are there again? There are two wretched heretics, two wretched goons. Annie's gonna make her way over to the goons, and she would like to cast Thunder Wave at third level. They have to make a constitution saving throw. They get a 11. Yes! Okay, so that's great. Annie's gonna yell up to the god Ares, aid me in this attack! And she's gonna do 27 damage. All right, you obliterate both wretched goons. And he's gonna turn around and look back at all the guys and be like, look! Rolf claps. Look at that, we did it! All right! Arete gives a thumbs up and goes, well done, Annie. Thank you! Russian heretics are up. They're both gonna go, <laughs> and fire off their beams. All right, everybody takes 19 force damage as these bolts go, bam, 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 bam. Alexander puts his shield up, but alas, it is fruitless. Arete, make sure to finish your meals. Acid splash! Please roll a dexterity saving throw. Uh, and I'm using blood crystals, of course. So that raises the DC to 18. They get 20. <laughs> Bingo, bango, bongo. Three jingle bang. <laughs> All right. 
They get 15. Haha, <laughs> that fails. And so I do 2d6 damage plus an additional 3d6. So that is 5, 10, uh, 13, and 18 total damage. You would, however, uh, you see this golden shield of light uh, <gasps> bounce the acid splash off of both of them. <laughs> okay, Alexander's gonna run to help Arite cut these guys down. I'm sorry that I didn't finish my meal, everyone. I have a mastication problem. It's okay, it's okay. Who doesn't? Everybody gets a mastication problem around 13 or so. Would a 12 land? That would hit. Don't forget your hangover, y'all. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to tell me you're applying a stack of hangover. Oh, but yeah, you would choose that over Ares? No, it doesn't replace it. Okay. So, are you doing damage? Yes, sorry. That would be 23 damage. So, like I said, it would hit. You're about to do 23 damage. You hit on a point on the shield. It bounces immediately back to you, and you deal 23 damage to yourself. Whoa. Ah, I can't get through. New round is up. Two wretched gentry and two scultivators appear right by the heretics, if that's helpful. Alexander has joined me here, so that means he is near the heretics. So I can do sneak attack damage. And I'm going to do some two-weapon fighting to attack both of the heretics. So the first roll is a 12. Does that hit? It would. So what is your damage? Uh, Ares. Make the enemy feel this blade. That is gonna be 41 damage. Holy. You deal 41 damage to the heretic, you just completely cleave it in twain. <laughs> and then I'll use the two weapon fighting to attack the other heretic. Okay. Does a 15 hit? It would. Wonderful. <laughs> That would be a 23. You feel like you would do this damage, but the golden shield of light appears around it and your attack bounces off to the side. All of them are crowded together. I know Arite is with them. Alex is with them. Yeah. <laughs> they will kill me. Oh, yeah, you're the last one. Yeah, 100%. Hondo percento. Fuck. Okay, well, er, Annie would like to use Song of Apathy. Okay. And I would like to choose all of the creatures that aren't Alex and Arite. Sure. Amazing, thank you. Annie's gonna pull at her veal to do this. She's gonna use Song of Apathy. She's gonna play a, uh, not heart-wrenching, but it's a kind of heart-wrenching, dark, very deep kind of song. All the creatures have to make a wisdom saving throw. 13. Fails, we love to see it. Okay, so targets which fail the saving throw have their attack rolls reduced by the amount I roll on the die, which is a 1d8, thank you so much, for the duration of the song. Except that they get automatic attacks with those spells. I just rolled a four. Okay, so anybody who makes attack rolls gets minus four on them. <laughs> Heretic is up. It is gonna go <laughs> and fire bolts at each of y'all for nine forest damage. Alexander's stimulus package starts. <laughs> stimulus package. 2,000 HP every death retroactively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it stimulates his heart. Hard and, he's, and I guess he's brought back and invisible. All right. He's invisible. That's good. The wretched gentry are up. Wretched gentry are going to attempt to attack Arete. Mm-hmm. They're swinging at you with their goblets. That is a nine. I imagine that doesn't hit. It don't. Another is swinging at you with a 16. That's with Annie's minus four. Oof. Oh, yeah, that's right. Minus four. Uh, so 12. Sorry. Okay. Yay. That doesn't hit. So wretched gentry miss you. Sculptivators are going to go and try to bite you. Get a zero. And 
it's 20 after the song. Yeah, that hits. Okay. One piercing damage, five fire damage. And I am going to go ahead and use Uncanny Dodge as a reaction. When an attacker that I can see hits me with an attack, I can use my reaction to have the attack's damage against me. Great. So you only take three. All right. Bring out the big guns, boys. And Rolf is going to use level four erupting earth. Wait, actually, I don't need to. Yeah, it's a bit much. Sorry, sorry. Bring out the large guns, but like not, you know, not the BFG. (laughs) Rolf is going to use level three erupting earth in a 20-foot cube. And I'm going to expend a sorcery point to use careful spell, allowing Arate and Alexander to automatically succeed that saving throw. I am also going to use my blood crystal to increase the DC of that saving throw up to a 20. So everyone has to roll a 20 dexterity saving throw. Okay. Everybody fails. Beautiful. And they take the 3d12 was 15 plus 8 plus 23 plus 7, 30 plus 3. So 33 damage total as fountains of earth with chunks of red crystal erupt up against all of these creatures. That doesn't sound nice. So both Skultivators lose their fixed skulls. The two wretched gentry, the erupting earth hits them and a golden shield bounces the earth off of them. And for the wretched heretic, the erupting earth hits the wretched heretic and a golden shield bounces it directly back to you, Rolf, for the damage that it deals. Make a dexterity saving throw against your own DC. Well, that's a seven, so I die. Are you death defiancing? No, I'm using my adrenaline. Oh, you're gonna find. Yeah. It's just upsetting. <laughs> so you get hit you get hit with this blast of erupting earth and then you go <gasps> out of it as you emerge from the earth. Not even what what everyone else sees is they just see a fountain of earth cover roll and then when the earth is done erupting there's just nothing there because I'm invisible. Okay, cool. Yes. Okay. Do you do anything else on your turn? Um cry. I'll let you cry as a free action. A single tear maybe. You're so giving. <laughs> I'm going to lay hands on myself for six. Okay. And then I'll stay invisible. All right. I'm going to go for some dual weeding, dual wielding attacks. One is going to be against the remaining heretic. Does a 17 hit. Possibly roll damage. That is a 12 of damage. You stab into that wretched heretic and a shield rebuffs you and that dagger turns right back around on you for 12 damage. Goodbye, friends. No. No, you have death defiance. Oh. My gosh. Death, I defy thee. Do you do anything else on your turn? Yeah, I gotta try my two-weapon fighting bonus action to attack the heretic again. Okay. A 24. That uh, would probably hit. Perhaps. 10 damage. Once again, you emerge from death. You stab at it, it immediately, like Athena's fury turns it right back on you, and you stab yourself to that amount. Once more into the blood, my friends, and the blood just bursts up and grabs me and (laughs) drags me down into the depths. Yeah, it's like slow and icy cold. In fact, as this is happening, because it's so slow and icy cold, you're not sucked in just yet. But that does conclude your turn for now. Annie, it's your turn. Anastasia. I will say this. It is peculiar to you that Arete is not consumed by the blood. Of course. Death. That is peculiar to you. Yes. Annie's gonna, having seen Arete die, but not really, and is just kind of like frozen on the ice. She's gonna run over and as, as gently, not gently, but like, you know, not trying to 
crack the ice or anything, uh, or break the ice. Ba-doom-tsh. She's not gonna do that. She's gonna touch Erite's frozen body, and she's gonna cast Cure Wounds at level three, which is 13. You've got 13. Oh, do you do anything else on your turn, Annie? I give Erite a big hug, and I say, quit it, you're not dying yet. Thanks, Annie. Stinky baby, no. <laughs> Erite crawls out of the blood. <laughs> Annie's gonna try pulling Erite out of the, onto the platform. As you do that, you hear, <laughs> and three bolts are gonna fly at everybody. <laughs> Even invisible. Including the invisibles? Who is invisible? Rolf and I. Okay, so only at Annie and Arete for nine forest damage. <laughs> these three bolts go bam, bam, bam. It's only nine. It's only nine, Arete. It's only nine. The wretched gentry are gonna try to attack. They're gonna try to attack you, Annie. That's fine. 10. Does that hit? It, no. Okay. How about, okay, well then probably not an eight either, right? No! All right, let's try these Sculptivator attacks. Oh, okay, 23. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> that is uh, one piercing, five fire. Okay. Another Sculptivator attack, 14. That hits too. One piercing, five fire. That's nothing! Come on, you invisible little babies, let's go! <laughs> well, if we don't do something now, this, this is it, folks. So, they see the blood crystals lying on the ground just slowly get sucked into this invisible force field. <laughs> okay. As I become visible with eight meteors rotating around me at level four. Hell yeah. And I'm going to hurl one at the heretic and one at one of the gentry. Okay. But when they land, everyone within that radius needs to make a dexterity saving. Okay. So... The number to beat is an 18. Woof. Okay. I'll expend another sorcery point to make sure that Arete and Alexander are safe. They get a 13. That fails. So each creature within five feet of the point where the meteor explodes. Okay, they made it. Uh, a creature takes 2d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. So that's 2d6 plus another 3d6. So that is 5 plus 20 fire damage. Okay, basically 20 fire damage twice, right? Yes. And then I would also like to call upon Dionysus. Sicken them. Okay. And I would like to apply a hangover to them. That would be two stacks because those are two separate impacts. So the wretched heretic dies outright. One wretched gentry, the meteor bounces off of him and the shield protects him from the explosion damage. Another wretched gentry takes what? 40 damage, right? Yes. Okay, so that wretched gentry is obliterated. One sculptivator is also obliterated. And another Sculptivator is shielded from the explosion. Okay. So now we only have the Wretched Gentry and the Sculptivator left. Thank God, because I have exactly 40 hit points, so I thought I was about to be obliterated. Does the Gentry die in the first hit or the second hit? They kind of happen simultaneously, because he threw two meteors and I just resolved both explosions. Like, how do I want to, like, if I go hard, I kill myself, you know? Do I do I do it? Do I risk it for the biscuit? You have six seconds to decide. Six. Five, All right, I'm going to attack four. the wretched. Okay. So would a 14 land? It would. Okay. Your attack bounces off. i like to attack him again then. An eight wouldn't land. An eight does not hit. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith. Plus two AC to me. So who's left? There is a wretched gentry and a sculptivator. I am going to become invisible using Death Shroud. And then I am going to perform Staggering Sweep on the goon. I get a nat 20. Lovely. 
Arete is going to pull out the doll if he can and just kind of whisper, please, please. And he just kind of squeezes the doll. You see a portal open up behind you and you smell flowers and like green leaves and ivy start flowing out of it. And then you see Adonis come out of it with his bow and arrow. He says, I've got you. And he fires an arrow. And when he fires the arrow, it splits into a whole volley of arrows that attack both the wretched gentry and the cultivator. They both have to make dexterity saving throws. We get a five and a 14, which does not save. Now, let's see if Athena comes through for them. It does not. Yes! So he just fires this rain of arrows on them. I hope that helps. <laughs> and the portal closes again. I whisper to the doll. Thank you, Adonis. <laughs> and also the leaves and the twigs on the doll kind of just like become gray as if you can't use them again this run. Unless you strengthen your bond with Adonis further. Bow, chicka, wow, wow. That's that. So again, the room fills with the smell of incense and a mechanical owl comes, flits over to you and starts speaking to you. And it says, I wouldn't be the goddess of wisdom if I didn't offer valuable instruction from time to time. I take it we've learned our lesson? Yes. Roll a d4 for me. A2. Okay, this is an epic level boon. So you may choose between a power, survivability, or utility epic level Athena boon. If the survivability is that shield, I would very much like that shield. (laughs) High key? Yeah. I'm very much inclined to agree. Yes. Okay, make an intelligence check. Oh, it's a lovely three for my intelligence check. 17 for me. Rolf, you get the sense that the amount of damage that Athena was dishing out to you guys by turning around your attacks suggests that that effect might be closer to, like, a power boon than a survivability boon. But that means her survivability boon is also pretty fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. Folks, as far as whatever was going on there, I just, the way it shook out, I have a feeling that might be a power boon type thing, just incredible damage output. Uh, however, I do think if if that was her power, her power with power, then I would love to also see her power with survivability. I agree. Let's do it. Survivability. Yes. 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 Sure. All right. Athena, we accept this blessing of survivability. All right, with the epic survivability boon from Athena, you take reduced damage from attack. So every single instance of damage you take is reduced by three. So that is cooler than you think it is. So remember all those like wretched heretics going bam, bam, bam? That damage reduction applies on every single one of their missiles. That's awesome. So every single instance of damage you take is reduced by three. So that happens after all of the Athena stuff dissipates you see two gates as options. One is for gems and one is for obels. We're making it out. Obels. It will prepare us for a fight against Megra. Oh, oh, um, I just want to remind you all that with, um, this, and she, Annie's gonna, like, show her wrist, be like, if I use this, we can change the the gates. Oh, yes. If, if, if ever we feel like that. Just wanted, I just wanted to remind you all. That's all. I mean, I would like a boon, but I'm also happy with obels because we usually get an opportunity to spend them before we make it to Megra. Me as well, yeah. Obels it is. You tap on the obels crystal, it slides up to a portal. I take everyone's hands and we run in together. You have three hands? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 You find yourself in the fountain room. Ah. Uh. Yeah! 
Rolf face plants into the fountain clothes and all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Annie's just gonna smash her face into the fountain. Rete is going to sit on the edge of the fountain and dip his feet in. I am spending a short rest. I'm using one of my die. I was only missing four HP, so I get all of that back. Okay, I regain seven spell slots. Okay. Same as Rolf, I'll get just four health back, so I'm back at 50. Religion is five, so I'm getting the two spells that I used. I actually would, if we can, spend the 10 minutes to conjure Bucephalus the steed. You can. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll do that here while we have the time. All right. You notice that the water from the fountain is exceedingly cold. No ice three needed. Whew. In fact, it is icy in certain places. It reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> well, I, I guess if some people were bathing, I don't know. But Alexander just took a drink from the fountain and then went to 10 minutes, putting his sword and shield away, took his both hands out and starts like conjuring slowly from the ground up. First the hooves and the legs, and after a while... Like a 3D printer? Yes, like a magic 3D printer. <laughs> oh my. The Cephalus is forged into our realm, and uh, he goes... <laughs> Oh my! This shadowy, beautiful black horse is elated to be reunited with its owner. It whinnies and neighs and rubs its head against your hand if you let it. Pet Bucephalus, and I gave him one of my rations for to eat. Oh gosh! Well, hello, Bucephalus gang. I just want to say this is scary as hell, but good work. We did it! N- nice job evading death there, Arete. Yeah. Er, Annie, I suppose. Child of the Gods is never a joke. It is not. I hate it, and we have no choice. <laughs> All right, <laughs> shall we journey for... Oh, wait, where are the obols? Like a wishing well, you find obols in the cold, cold water. A hundred obols. And as Arete goes to pick them up, he waves the feather duster over the 100 obols to make it 120. You also see a gate. And it is a gate where the whole crystal globe is just clouded in, like, ice. And you can just barely make out a skull and crossbones on the inside of it. Oh, my. Fuck me. Ooh, Rolf. <laughs> oh. Yes. Would you mind casting your false life on my beautiful steed here? Um, <laughs> how much health does your steed have? It has 13 health. <laughs> it will die. <laughs> and how much does it need? I, I don't know. I figured we're... We're in the fountain room. I figured this is a good place to, like... As much as it can get, I guess. Get jiggy with it. Oh, yes. Here, great. I do still feel like I have a little more resting potential in me uh, to (laughs) recover slots. So I will give Bucephalus a level four false life. So Bucephalus gets 21 temporary hit points. Wow. Look at that, darling. 34 for her. Nice. Shall we? Okay. And uh, Alexander mounts the horse and gallops into the portal. (laughs) You smash through the crystal globe, and instead of a black portal on the other side, you just see a wall of ice that you crash through as well. And then when you crash through that wall of ice, instead of like black smoke, it's just this like thick white fog. Might have to carve open Bucephalus and hide inside. (laughs) But all right. Oh my god! No. Shall we, uh, non-horsey people? We shall. We must, if we must. All right, we... we. <laughs> all right, you're all in? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All in, baby.
You are on a large hexagonal platform made completely of ice. You must tread very carefully here for falling off the edge would lead to certain death. For the purposes of this encounter, rather than talking about moving by individual squares, you will declare where you are standing and moving by cardinal directions. So north, south, east, west, northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast. So essentially, those eight directions plus the middle. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are we in the center right now? You are in the south position right now. Important things to note, these are all big enough to fit all of you, and you can also be in the same space as the boss if you so choose. <gasps> Great. Okay, thank you. Ice starts forming on top of the ice already in the center of the platform. It slowly rises as you hear these little pieces of crystal forming and breaking and reforming again. It twists into an ice sculpture of a woman, which comes to life. The icy woman turns to you and says, Your hell may burn with boiling blood, but I will freeze it all with the cold of my agony! Roll for initiative. Is this Demeter? Make a religion or history check. Very, uh, very threatening. I like it. I I like it. Oh! Natural 20 plus 3, 23. So, Rolf, first thing you realize is that this is the source of all the cold in Tartarus. Ah. The blood freezing, everything comes down to whatever force is happening here. You recognize this to be uh, the daughter of Boreas, the North Wind, and her name is Kyane. Kyane. And with that really good role, what you know is that she had a child that she threw into the sea and was rescued by Poseidon, but now she's obviously in Tartarus for whatever reason. And it seems like the blood of Tartarus is kind of coagulating and creating this twisted version of Kyane, much like it did when you guys died. I see. Uh, y'all, this is Kyane, daughter of Boreas. Uh, twisted version. I'm assuming not the, uh, the original. So, um, uh, get ready, folks. Buckle in. Roll that initiative. I got a 17. Snow level. Yay. Yay. <laughs> My initiative is 7. My initiative was 11. Dirty 20. Nice. So here's what happens. At initiative 20, independent of you, Annie, you see this woman of ice in the middle appear, and she's got this long, icy hair. And at initiative 20, four reflections of Kyanie appear on these corner cardinal directions. So in the northwest, northeast, southwest, and southeast corners, you see these reflections of Kyanie facing you. Annie, it is your turn. Great. Annie's going to cast blindness, deafness on Kyanie. Going to pull out her veal, play a really sharp and harsh piercing kind of tune and Kyanie needs to make a constitution saving throw. She gets a 21. Well, fuck me, call me Susan. Okay. You attempt to blind me, but I am already blinded by hatred. Oh, oh, okay. That's really metal, Uh, lady. Duh. All right. Well then, as a bonus action, I would like to cast Bardic Inspiration on, um, you know what, Rolf? I'm, you, you, I think, I think you just, you need some love. Annie's gonna cast Bardic Inspiration and give that to Rolf. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay, so I, I'm proficient in Arcana, so I would like to try and make a check to understand the uh, function of the reflections. Okay, you can do that as a bonus action because you're proficient. That's a 24. Excellent. With that, you actually learn two things about the reflections. One is that you know on initiative 20, the reflections will change position. Furthermore, the reflections primary function is to replicate the attacks that Kyanie makes. Does it look like they can be killed? It looks like you could temporarily 
temporarily dispel them by doing damage to them, but they would reappear, just like this ice is kind of reforming everywhere. But with that really good arcana roll, what I'll tell you is that anytime Kayani makes an attack, that attack obviously has a range. So if you think about it, all of her reflections, if her reflections are making those attacks, they will also have a certain range. Yes. So you might be able to position yourself in such a way that you don't get hit by the reflections. Great. So I'm going to stay in the center section for now. I'm going to cast Witch Bolt at level 3 on Kayani in the center. I would like to use a Blood Crystal for that as well. So that is a 25 to hit. Okay, that hits. Okay. Ares, Dionysus, help me strike the shade. And I do 15 plus ooh, 53 lightning damage to Kayan. God bless. You do all of that. She goes, ah! That really hurts. That is a lot of damage. Yeah. Is my blood crystal lodged in her? It is lodged. It is as lodged as can be. <laughs> we'll be back for more. <laughs> I'm going to draw Lavoie and I'm going to make an attack on Kayani. Does a 21 hit? It does. Wonderful. 21 damage. Okay, yeah, you do 21 piercing damage to her. I'm going to use my cunning bonus action to dash and attempt to push her with Poseidon's waves. What is your grave marker maneuver, DC? A 13. Okay, she gets a 19. So she could be pushed away, but she is not for the moment. Okay. But you get some AC out of it, right? Do you move to any other place in this dash or do you stay in place? Arete is going to move into the western center section. I'm going to ride up on Bucephalus with the longsword and cut, I'm assuming, 21 lands. That does hit. Don't forget all your boons, friend. Yep, yep, yep. Calling upon Ares, guide my blade. All right, and I'm using Divine Smite on that as well. So it would be 2d8 unless she's a fiend. She is not a fiend. So that attack would be 23 damage. And then I would attack again. And sure, if Dionysus will slither in there as well. Yes, he will. Okay, 21 again. That's another divine smite. That time I do 35 damage. You guys better be ready for her vengeance because you are beating up on this lady. Oh no. So he's riding around in a circle around her, just cutting her down. As a bonus action, I would like to use Shield of Faith on myself. All right. Kayani is up. She has taken a severe beating. She is very angry. She says, I'll freeze your blood before you can even begin to blade it. And then she is going to unleash a frozen blade of ice. She's going to stab forward at Arete. And the way this works is actually because she's pointing it at Arete, who is in the western center hexagon, and she is in the center hexagon where everyone else is, it pierces, so it attacks everybody in this AoE. Arete and Alexander, you both take 7 piercing damage and 10 cold damage. The next thing she's going to do is she is going to fire two rays of frost, one towards Arete and one towards Rolf and Annie. Hey now! So these are not your usual rays of frost. It's going in a whole straight line down that section, right? Uh Uh, She gets a critical miss on the one at Arete. She gets an 18 to Annie and Rolf. That hits. Okay, that deals. 25 cold damage. Oh my word. Is that all one instance? Minus three. That is all one instance of cold damage. 25, so minus three brings us to 22 damage. Rolf half dies. (laughs) She takes four hangover damage at the end of her turn. And then furthermore, he loses. 
three stacks of hangover, so she's back down to one stack of hangover right now. We're back at the top of initiative order, and the reflections go first at initiative 20. The reflections all stab forward with the blade of ice. Is anybody in sections one, three, five, seven, or nine? Yes. Okay. You are getting hit with an attack. Uh, a bunch of attacks. You're getting hit with four attacks. Does a 22 hit? Yes. Okay. So multiply this damage by four, but remember each of these is an instance of damage. So subtract 12 total from it. 17 cold damage times four. Uh, so I guess Bucephalus evaporates or dies. Oh. Will using him as a meat shield save you? Yeah. If, like we share the damage? Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're going to so just destroy Bucephalus first. As as all these reflections shoot four giant crystal lances that converge right in the middle at you. Okay, so it's four times 17. So 56, and then subtract Bucephalus first, then you. Remember all that extra health Bucephalus has from False Life. Cool. So now I only take 22 damage, rearing Bucephalus up into the air. I guess he keeps the top half of me safe, but he gets obliterated and my legs get all frozen. The four reflections silently withdraw their crystal lances and then they change position. They all rotate around the hexagon. So now the reflections are at the north, south, east, and west positions. Brilliant. Who is still in the center with Kiny? Me. Falling off my horsey. Are you willing to take the hit? Would you be okay? Uh, I can still come back to life, so if you think it's necessary. But I think it's best to keep our- You have six seconds to decide. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, Annie's going to cast Thunder Wave on Annie. So I guess both you and Alexander make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, she has really good constitution, but she only got a nine. That's great. That hits her. And Alexander got an eight. Alex, you're fine. Alex. No, you're not. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, shit, Alex. All right, I only did all the damage with Rolf. I know, I just, oh, yeah, it's 2d8 thunder damage. Well, if you don't use Ares, I'll live. Can I at least direct stack to only Kyanae, or no, it would apply to both? If you're, no, you're casting a spell, so you can say Ares do this, or Ares don't do this. Okay, yeah, so it's just gonna be the 2d8. Hey, that's just five damage. Plus hangover? No, because I don't want it to affect Alex. Friendly fire. Oh, don't be so dramatic, Alex. And then Annie's gonna run to the southeast. Okay. So I'm going to continue casting that Witch Bolt down into Kyanee and call upon Ares to strengthen that shot. So that becomes 27 damage. And then I'm going to run into the southeast corner and prepare myself for whatever comes next. Because Kyanee is right near Alexander, I am going to go ahead and attempt some sneak attack damage using Lavoie. Does a 21 hit? A 21 does hit. Wonderful. And that will be 39 damage. And as I stab into her with Lavoie, I call out, Ares and Dionysus, aid me in my time of need. As you do this, you feel that you've done so much damage to her at this point that she is actually melting. I will use my bonus action to dash, and I will go ahead and move into the northeast corner. And that concludes my turn. I'm going to use Holy Bulwark for the action to raise my C to plus three and then dash to Arate's northeast corner. Wolf is going to yell out to everyone, start spreading out so that we don't all get hit at once. Yes, I think that is a fine idea. <laughs> Freeze! 
and then she's gonna whip her long icy hair in a circle and it's going to make a donut attack so when i say a donut attack oh. it means it is hitting every region that is except not the, the true center, center. <laughs> yeah so it is one two three four six seven eight and nine so everyone who is not in the center section of the hexagon is attacked by this whipping hair of ice she gets a 23 that hits that hits for Aretha. that hits for annie for people that it hits it deals seven slashing damage and ten cold damage that is all one instance now she is going to do it resembles a different cantrip called sword burst which also if you think about it functions in a donut fashion but it's like ice swords this time so she is going to do two of those at y'all and you have to make dexterity saving throw i'm going to expend bardic inspiration for that okay of course i rolled a one okay 12 annie got a 21 arete got a 29 with alex's bonus and alexander gets a 23 okay who got the Below a 17. I did. Okay. You take 17 cold damage. I die. You're reduced by three. I still die. Okay. And then I come back to life and I say, please, not yet, please don't do this to me, please. (laughs) So you do that and then she takes four damage from hangover. She loses one hangover stack, so she's at three. Now all of the reflections are going to charge up with that like hair whipping attack that happens in a donut shape. Bye, y'all. Everybody at the corner points of the hexagon is affected by this. All of us? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you know, we're learning. We're learning. Okay. Each of you is only getting hit by two at most, though. So the attack rolls for both of these are 20. That hits. I don't know if you care about the breakdown, but it's a 17 cold and slashing damage twice for anybody who gets hit. All right. <laughs> and then uh, Arete, as he dies, is like that death defiance. Noise. And he comes back with his eight health. Alexander picks him up while <laughs> sprinting in a circle. Rolf goes to give Annie a hug and then just drops stone cold dead on the floor. <laughs> Annie, it is your turn. <laughs> you're not dead. I am. You're not, you're not like dead, dead? Yeah. Are you No way are you dead, dead. Yeah, I'm dead, dead, Annie. Annie's gonna use cure wounds on this son of a biscuit roll. So I thought I'd fucking die. <laughs> and you gain 12 HP. That uh, uh, is so cold. <laughs> My bones. Yes, I know. Get up. We're not done. Kayani calls out to you. She says, You're shivering. Shut up. We're gonna kill you, lady. And Rolf chips the ice away from his waist and crawls out of the frozen blood. <laughs> Annie's gonna move to the east, east, center east, east center. Rolf is going to run to the center south square where we originated. He's going to use another blood crystal plus the plus three he gets for having one already embedded in her. And he is going to roll a 36 to hit with a firebolt. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, that hits. All right. And then he's going to call upon both Ares and Dionysus and says, strengthen my flames. As he shoots out fountains of flames for a total of two plus another 10, 22. 22 plus 14 is 36 fire damage. Rolf, you think you're doing 36 fire damage, but it looks like you're doing 72 fire damage. I thought so. <laughs> and she is looking a pretty bad way. She's not done! 
No. She's looking pretty bad. The flames cast an ominous glow on his face as he smiles. She goes, ah! Uh, that's the sound she makes. <laughs> Arete is going to sneak up behind Kaini. Before he moved, you saw a shimmer of light and a popping sound as he disappeared into the blue darkness of this icy cold tundra. As he creeps behind her, he raises Lavoie and drives it into her neck, does a 23 hit. Yeah, do you guys ever roll sub 20 on these fucking attack rolls? Jesus. Uh, All the time. Okay, all right, well, that does hit. And as he drives the weapon into her neck, he whispers in her ear, let me rip you. Ares, aid me. That would be 34 damage. She's looking very bad. We'd love to hear it. Dionysus, finish her off. Yep, running to her and cutting her. So, you, sorry, Arata, you're in the center, yes? Correct. Okay, Annie, you're in the east? Yes. Rolf, you're in the south? Yes. Okay, Alexander, where you're running to the center? Yes, to cut her open. <laughs> Ooh, kill her. Ooh, kill her. Okay. <laughs> The first hit is a nine, which I don't think lands. She shrugs it off with a chilly laugh. She goes, <laughs> Oh, but then he comes around with that momentum and gets a 24, so that should land. Okay, yeah, that hits. I had this cool-ass boss that you guys did 400 fucking damage to. Wow, she's still fucking... Okay. You haven't done 400, but quite close. And he's going to make it divine smite. He calls upon <laughs> Ares Guide my hand. Dionysus, get in there too, boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the gods. I don't care. <laughs> like, oh, my lord. Really? I only ended up with 19 damage. And then I will dash to Rolf in the south position. Wait, you can dash as a bonus act? Yes. Oh, you can? Yes, right? No. No. Dashing is an action. Oh. But you can just move. <laughs> I can just move to him? Okay. Hi. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I get to do, I guess. So we're dead. Sorry, <laughs> is up. I'm ready to die. No, we're not. Chill to the bone. <laughs> and then she's going to whip around and do a roundhouse kick. It is a whipping heel of ice. It's a cone attack, actually. It can hit five, six, eight, and nine. So it can hit the center of the hexagon, the east of the hexagon, the south of the hexagon, and the southeast of the hexagon. So all of What's us. Up? All of us. Is that everybody? Yeah. That is everybody. <laughs> I'm not even fucking with y'all. Guys, I'm not fucking with y'all. I literally drew out diagrams for each of the three shapes. I don't believe it. And how it like works by reflection arrangement. How much? Just So she does the swimming heel of ice. Let's see how she does on the attack. Uh, 22. Yes. Fuck. Okay, that hits for a rete. I'm good. Okay, so it's 17 bludgeoning and cold damage. Which becomes a 14, which is still enough to kill me by two points. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> rete is going to expend a reaction to use uncanny dodge to half the damage. Okay. How that works is a rete being the closest to her, sees her winding up this roundhouse, and he is able to do a Matrix-style dodge as he leans back, but the ice from that kick still scrapes across his torso, dealing only half the damage. Cool. All right, um, how much HP does everybody have? Yeah, Annie just died. Okay. But Annie hasn't used Death Defiant, so Annie's gonna not die. <laughs> <laughs> Take that! 
Rolf drops to negative two as he looks at Alexander and then gets hit by the ice. And then frozen blood comes up and encaptures all of him but his face and slowly starts to crush him into the ground. Alexander and Arete, what's your HP at? Uh, 15. I'm sitting pretty at one HP. Whoa. Have you had your death defiance yet, Alexander? No, I have not. <laughs> Is she gonna do anything else before the reflections? Uh... Fuck me, I swear on everything. I mean, some of you might be safe. So the way the cone works, it can only hit like in this diamond configuration, right? So everybody who is in the north, south, east, or west section can get hit by this. I'm in the center. Okay, yeah, so you're fine. So the reflections all do these roundhouse kicks. It is a 17. Is there anybody else taking hits? Is he already dead? Um, no, Annie's alive. No, Annie's dead. Oh, again, from this. At death's door, though, is both Kyanie and also Annie, who is up. So roll a death saving throw. No! Yeah, that's a six. Okay, so that's just one failure. Rolf, it is your turn to make a death save. All right, 14. Okay, so that's one save. Being in the center with Kyanie already, I am gonna go ahead and all of a sudden start to shimmer a bit and then a popping noise <laughs> and I am gone. And then Arete will sneak around to the other side of Kyanie and take Lavoie in his hand and he will lick the blade, look up to the heavens and say, Ares and Dionysus, aid me in this kill. And he will attempt some sneaky sneak attack. Oof, does a nine hit? With advantage, with advantage, you're invisible. Oh, with advantage, thank you, thank you, thank you. Does a 16 hit. <laughs> As I attempt to stab, I miscalculate the distance and my arm just goes whooshing by her and I become visible and I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> hey there. Sorry about that. Uh, don't mind me. Okay, Alexander, it is your turn. Do eight damage. <laughs> That's all I have to do. Okay. Do eight damage. I am running at her with the determination after seeing my frozen friends. And here we go. 22 does hit. So Alexander, finish her. So he sprints at her, leaps up in the air, sword above his head, pointed down. Twist the blade in her eye on top of her. Not as bad as the knife through my heart. And then he kicks her and she shatters. She shatters. The reflections also shatter. Tiny's got some some issues. She's got some baggage. Annie, that's saving throw. 18! Okay, so that's a success. Yay! Uh, Rolf? Two. The ice eats my face a little bit more. I'll, I'll roll for some medicine. Okay, who are you trying to stabilize? I'm going to stabilize Annie. It's a four. You kill her. <laughs> you just don't know what to do. I'm just like fumbling around. Annie, I, I, I don't. I, Annie, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do, Annie. Alexander is going to run over to Rolf. His hands start glowing white as he starts pulling Rolf out of the ice with his cure wounds. And uh, I'm going to roll 2d8 plus 4. <laughs> you get 9 health as I pull you out of the ice. <laughs> Concludes Alexander's turn. Annie, it's your turn. 13. That's a success, so that's two successes, one failure. Is anybody going to try to stabilize? Rolf does the Finding Nemo. She can do this. 
and then goes, wait, no, never mind, and gets very, <laughs> and, and, and gets fuck? very nervous and runs over and says, Anastasia, I studied medicine for most of my life in some capacity or another. Let's see what I can do for you. A 20. Okay, with that, she comes back up with one hit point. <laughs> Welcome back, Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> What happens next is very, very important. The ice all around you is melting very quickly into the void. There is a single gate with a question mark on it. Well, it looks like we've uh, fixed the ice problem. Oh, also, you find a thousand darkness. Hey! Dust it! And Arete will just dust the one thousand darkness. It looks like we fixed the ice problem. Downside, I think next time we die, we die for real. So let's not do that. Any ideas on how to not do that, considering uh, Anastasia, you look... Uh, forgive the ice is melting, run! The ice is melting under your feet. Run, you have man. seven. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's go talk to Enigmatos. No. And I push Four. the bubble. Poseidon, carry me to the gate. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you all blast through into the Sphinx room. You find yourself in a room covered floor to ceiling in ruby red tiles. In the center, you see a beautiful bow overgrown with vines and butterflies fluttering around it. Enigmatos, buddy, it's me again. Oh, hello there. Ah, how you doing, buddy? Hi. uh, I show him my uh, Rui Jingubong and I go, look. It's the, uh, it's the infernal weapon. Aspect of Rolf. Check it out. Oh, it looks less fancy than when I was holding on to it, but I'm proud that you made it yours. Oh, thank you, Enigmatus. Uh, I brought my friends this time. Ah, will they be worthy to claim an infernal arm? <coughs> oh, Annie. <coughs> Annie, do you... Listen, I know how you feel about it, <laughs> so I'm not even going to say it. Just know I'm here. I'm here. That's all I'm Vapor! All right, Vapor! Oh, no. <laughs> and Vapors appear in Rolf's hand, and he says, uh, at your leisure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> yes. That's making it. That's making it cut. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was that not it? Is that not what we... What did you want? No, that was it. What? Um, Okay. Okay, I'm going to cast it at at third (gasps) level to give you a total of 18 temporary hit points. Thank you. That's that's that good stuff. You know what? I'm going to cast it again and heal myself as well because I'm not doing too hot. Okay. I only get 17. So, Enigmatos, what a... What do you have in store for us this fine time? I have this beautiful infernal arm here. Wow, it's beautiful. It's this beautiful bow that is overgrown with vines and butterflies flying around it. But when I say bow, it could be used as a bow and arrow, or it could actually take the shape of like a bow used on a veal. Oh, okay. Damn. (laughs) When I I meant what did you have in store, I meant... um, uh, Ask us the riddle. We're, we're, uh... Test our might. Oh, I see. You only want to come here to take these treasures that I guarded. No, <laughs> no, no. Bump me for riddles. Fine, here we go. No, Enigmatos. 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 I thought that this was this was our repartee here. I thought, uh... Yes, yes, you are absolutely right. That is all we are. Riddle transaction friends. 
Let's go. You pissed him off. I thought you got excited about telling riddles. I'm sorry to have assumed. He is excited about telling this riddle. Maybe a little too excited, as you see, as you hear the riddle. Oh, God. It rises to prove. (laughs) It swells when it moves. What the? In the hands of a lover, no man disapproves. Enigmatos, these riddles are getting increasingly horny. Annie's un- Annie doesn't want to answer it. Annie would rather... <laughs> <laughs> Could you repeat it again? It rises to prove. It swells when it moves. In the hands of a lover, no man disapproves. I was thinking the ocean, but then the hands of a lover threw me off. In the hands of a lover, no man disapproves. Yeah, I think ocean is the first thing most people think. No. That, that's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your final answer? Is it penis? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Enigmatos roars. Everybody make a wisdom saving throw. Everyone next to me, you're all here at four. Ooh, 24. 16. 17 for Arete. Oh, 24. Everybody who failed a DC 18 wisdom saving throw is frightened. Disgusting! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is some family feud. You you said that question. That was a loaded question. <laughs> it was a family feud ass question. <laughs> Enigmatos, do you have a mop? I, I don't want to make you clean this up, but Arete kind of left a little. I do not answer riddles. I ask them. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a riddle. <laughs> and Arete, with that, out of absolute terror to that response to uh, you, I get down on my hands and knees and I like rip off a piece of cloth from my clothing and I start to mop up my own urine. Also, so Rolf, you've been here before, so you know how this thing works. Yeah. Alexander, clearly we have not learned our lesson about shouting impulse things. Well, we had to give it a sh- We had to be sure, right? It was... You know what? To be fair, that was, that did seem like the most likely answer. I'm, I don't blame you too much for that, but let's be a little careful. Um, the next one will not be so kind. Oh, oh my god, Anastasia, you're shivering. Um, let's see. So, I'm thinking something along the oceans, but I, I don't understand the uh, hands of a lover thing. <laughs> Like, what does the ocean do in the hands of a lover? Like, salty water? Why would you... Wait, why would you say ocean? What swells... Rises the tide, yes. To prove what? Rises to prove what? It just rises. The the level of the ocean rises. Like, perhaps the hands of the lover could be the moon pulling the tide up and making it higher. Um, But I don't know why a lover would never disapprove. Could I hear it again, please? It rises to prove. It swells when it moves. In the hands of a capable lover, no man disapproves. Ah, okay, you're right. Rises to prove, I see. Why would the ocean have anything to prove? Hmm. It rises to prove. Dope. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Dope. Swell when it moves. But in in the hands of a lover, it never disapproves. (laughs) Because I mean, bread is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, Is dough your answer? No. No. I'd rather go with ocean than dough, personally, but... <laughs> um, any insight from Aristotle from my past to help me? Uh, that, that would be history. Okay. <laughs> I got a 10. Okay. Aristotle's advice, as you remember it, is don't throw out solutions that could satisfy the problem. See, but then I said penis and things went south. Dick is not the answer to everything, Alexander. No, but we had to be... It it fulfilled the quota, so I figured it was... Other people can also roll skill checks on things. I'll also roll a history, but now I'm thinking it's either dough or ocean, and 
God just seemed very insistent on dough, so I'm a little... I didn't seem insistent on dough. I said, is that your answer? Because you guys were talking about it a lot. I know, I know. You just, you seemed excited. Remember, my role was bad, so that could be to throw us off. Maybe I was surprised slash impressed that I was like, oh yeah, maybe dough does do that. I got a 14. On what? To remember my readings. To remember your reading? (laughs) You, you have to give me more to work. I can't even think of a thing to give you with that. <laughs> you, op- you opened up 76 boners for bad boys and hmm. wondering if you found this joke in there. What the fuck? I spent most of my life in deep in study and reading, and so perhaps I've come across a riddle here and there. I like enigmatos quite a bit. I think we share some sensibilities. Okay, um... What you know about riddles is that sometimes they throw in red herrings, right? So if you listen back to, like, if you remember the calendar riddle that you guys had, the very first one. Persia. It said, uh, yeah, in Persia, and never more and never less, when in fact the calendar does have sometimes more and sometimes less. So some things are there for flavor. Mm, like bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry, y'all. My roommate just made fresh sourdough, and I really want some right now. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, so I, I, and I have this like, perfect like olive oil to go with it. I can't wait. Okay. Um, oh, man. I'm so hungry. So some things might seem like red herrings, or those red herrings might actually point to like a certain, like, cultural sensibility or cultural attitude or assumption that people have. Okay, let's go over it one more time. It rises to prove it, it swells when, when it moves. moves. And in the hands of a lover, it never disapproves. No man disapproves. No man disapproves. Men do love bread. <laughs> <laughs> Get that bread, my father always told me. When it cooks in the oven, it swells because it's moving. <laughs> Men do love their bread. <laughs> they only want one thing, and it's disgusting. Arete finishes up, uh, mopping up his piece, stands up, and faces Enigmatos and says, Dough slash bread. <laughs> Is, is everyone okay with that? Yeah, Alexander's rolling on the floor laughing, so he's just like, go on, go on. <laughs> and he goes, goes, dough slash bread? Is that your final answer? No man can resist. Yes, it is, Enigmatos. No man can. <laughs> I think it's the ocean, guys. I think it's the ocean. <laughs> He howls this deafening roar. His magnificent feast appears in front of you. What? Oh my god! He says, that is correct. Thank you, Enigmatos. I had a feeling in my gut that I was right. I'm glad that there is bread at this feast, and Arete will walk over and start to chow down on a loaf of French bread. Alexander is compelled to scarf all the bread on the table that no man can resist. (laughs) My favorite part was just gaslighting you all into really not being sure if it's dough. What? That... No man can resist. Yeah, it's like if your wife is making bread, you'll be like, oh, I love my wife's bread. <laughs> oh. Hey, Annie. Hey, Annie. Go over and uh, pick that flowery bow up over there. What? Really? 
Oh, really? Who else is going to use Well, I just feel like I really wasn't of any help. I was just laughing the whole time. You're always help, and you're helpful in so many other situations. You've worked so hard, you deserve this. And they are here because you are here. Yes, very much so. I don't want to... Don't make me cry again. Okay, if you insist. Amy's gonna walk over to the bow and she's gonna she's gonna grab it. Okay, you touch the bow and it is added to your inventory. And also it retains its shape and design. Woo! I like it. And Annie's gonna pull out her veal and try Are you trying to attune to it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, make an arcana check. That's a seven. Okay. Can I roll again with my inspiration? Yes. That's a fifteen. So first of all, you attune to this weapon here, which is unusual because everybody else attuned to it in the courtyard, so you can immediately use this bow. It is called Resonata, Conduit of the Muse. Ooh. And uh, you are using it in a form called Aspect of Anastasia. While you are wielding Resonata, you always have at minimum a 10 on any performance checks. Oh, wow. And I get a plus 10 on my modifier. Yeah, so you'll always have at least minimum 20 on your performance checks. Furthermore, whenever you roll dice to make music, like when you're like casting spells and whatnot, you always roll an additional die, like for whether it's damage or healing, etc. I love you, Bo. And now you've just always got butterflies on you, and like from time to time, your clothes and shit get stuck on like random vines, but... That's Resonata. That's okay. Thank you so much. Uh, while we feast, Rolf is going to expend some sorcery points to regain a fifth level spell... Or fifth level. Uh, to regain a third level spell slot because I use them all to heal. Excellent. Some other things happen while your hero is feasting. So you are cured of all diseases and poison. You become immune to poison and being frightened. You make all wisdom saving throws with advantage until the end of your escape attempt. Also, all of your hit point maximum increases by 17. And, and also your current goes up by that amount. Enigmatos, last time I was here, I asked you what a hero means, what it means to be a hero, but I think he's going to disappear. He does disappear. <laughs> and you, in your mind, you hear, like, Professor Oak just saying, I do not answer a riddle. There's always a time and place for everything, but not now. <laughs> While he's on all fours scarfing the, <laughs> off the table. Yeah. <laughs> my cheat day. Uh, All right. You also see a globe on a gate showing a bag of coins. All right. Enigmatos, wonderful seeing you again. He fades back into existence to say, great. What? Uh, and then leaves. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I cultivated my bond with him, Alexander. And I press the globe and jump into the portal. Arete follows. I'm, let's go. <laughs> Rogue Runners, Volume 1, In the Blood, stars our players Nicholas Benetatos as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Audio editing by Daniel Manning. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription by Eli Barasa. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash roguerunradio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways 
ways to support the show too, we hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at Rogue Run Radio. We love hearing from you, so head us up there or email us at rr at whisperforge.org. We're very proud to be in the Whisperforge Collective and hope you'll check out our other shows. Get ready to run with us soon. New episodes drop every two weeks. Till next time, sinners, I'll see you in hell. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago? A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! He could kill himself. Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no. But yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination. And I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.